Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. A scripture to the Gospel of John, chapter 14. We'll read just six verses, and I'll try to keep the sermon down to a reasonable time this morning because we do have some things to do at the end of the service that perhaps are more important than my preaching. The invitation will be extended. If you are not a Christian and you feel led of the Lord, he's speaking to you, we would certainly encourage you to accept the Lord Jesus this morning as, as your Savior. Or if you want to become a member of this church by whatever means may be available through transfer of letter or a statement of your experience, we would encourage you to do so when we give the invitation this morning. John chapter 14, the first six verses. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for the experience of this hour as we have shared in the public testimony of Julie as she has declared her faith in you and followed you in obedience through the waters of baptism. We pray, our Father, that our hearts have been filled and stirred with the power of your Spirit and that we would continue this, this hour to be filled and stirred. If there is someone in this congregation who needs to make the same decision that we witnessed this morning, we pray that you would deal mightily with them, that their heart and soul would yield to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture just the words that Jesus responded to Thomas when Jesus had talk to his disciples about his being the way and Thomas inquired because he doubted as to what Jesus was saying but Jesus responds in the sixth verse when he said I am the way the truth and the life and no man cometh unto the father but by me People don't believe that statement and believe that they can get to the Father, that is, get to heaven, that is, get saved, that is, be assured of their eternity by some other way. Some people want to do it by just the waters of baptism. Some want to do it by becoming a member of the church. Some want to do it by becoming morally good. But Jesus said, I am the way. And there is no other way prepared for a person to get to God or to get to heaven. No other way. 
You either accept the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross of, of Calvary, or you will absolutely miss heaven. There is no other provisions. I want to make four statements this morning, and I'll have to do them quickly. Uh, based upon the statement that Jesus said that he is the way. I want to say that Jesus is the way out, Jesus is the way through, he is the way in, and he is the way up. He is the way out, through, in, and up. And we will notice these quickly. First of all, Jesus is the way out. I'm sure you have been in situations as I have been when I have said to the Lord, you get me out of this and I'll guarantee you I'll never get into it again. Have any of you ever said that? Be honest, we all probably have said, you get me out of this, Lord, and I'll never do it again. We probably had our fingers crossed because the next week we probably did the same thing all over again. But we were serious, perhaps, in saying, get me out of this. Listen. The thing that we need out of more than anything else is out of the control of Satan. Out of the practice of sin. For you see, Satan desires to have us and to control our lives. This is what Jesus said to Peter, that Satan wanted to have you, Peter. He wants to sift you. He wants to control you. That's what Satan wants to do. And the way he does it is to keep us under his thumb by continuing to cause us to sin. Now, if we're going to get out from under the penalty of sin, and the scripture says very plainly that the wages of sin is death, then we're going to have to get out from underneath, get out of our practice and our habits of sinning. People have said on a number of occasions that if you could really see yourself as others see you, you would change your way of living. I think if someone would follow us around with a video camera all day long and put us on film and require us to sit down and see ourselves as we really acted, as we really were during the day, that would cause us to reflect and say, well, I'm going to have to change some things. I can't tolerate that. Once in a while, I've had a video camera on me while preaching, and I can't believe some of the things I do in the pulpit. Honestly, I'm ashamed of it. And it has caused me, in at least a few occasions and a, and a few times, to change my way of doing things. Bill, I hope that that video that you had of you will cause you to look at your actions in the pulpit and maybe change some things if you see them there. We all see ourselves differently when we look at what we're doing. There were a lot of pictures taken down there yesterday at that homecoming, and one of them was a video, and I thought to myself, uh, as people were shying away and saying, oh no, don't take me, why were we doing that? Because we do not often like what we see. And it's important. If you don't like what you see in yourself, I can tell you how you can change. If you don't like the way you're living, you can make a change. You don't have to live that way. 
You can get out from under the power of Satan. You don't have to be an alcoholic. You don't have to be a person on drugs. You don't have to be a person who lies. You don't have to be a, thief, a, a person who steals, a robber. You don't have to be a person who is controlled by anger. You don't have to be immoral. You don't have to be any of these things that are ungodly because Jesus Christ is the way out of those things. And nobody is going to get out of sin until he places his life in the hands of Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus is also the way out of failure. We look at people and we say, my, look at, look at what they have accomplished. There are empire, empire builders. Some of us are empire builders. That is, we would like to really build an empire that we have control of a whole lot of wealth, a whole lot of property, and a whole lot of people. And we sit at the top and call the shots. There are people who are like that, who want to build an empire. And, and have control. But listen, the Bible says, what does it profit a man though he would gain the whole world and lose his soul? Now we all know people who have their own little empires, be they big or be they small, but nevertheless it's an empire. And the day that death comes, and the casket is wheeled into the church or into the funeral home and, and there is a service held, that person that we see there has gone out into eternity without any benefit to all the empire that he's built. No benefit. What advantage Though we live 80, 90, 100 years and gain a tremendous empire upon earth, if when we leave it, we go out into eternity without one benefit to our credit. And that's what a lost person does. Out of disappointment also, the Lord will lead us. Some months ago, you remember the stock market fell drastically. If you had any stocks and bonds at that time, you may have, may have felt some of the crunch. But you know that there were people who committed suicide during that period of time because they could not stand the disappointment of seeing all they had worked for go down the drain. Some of you like Crick and I have had the experience of standing in front of your house and watching it go up in flames and seeing everything in that house being destroyed and say to yourself, as I said to myself, there it all goes. I've worked all these years for what I have gotten and it's all gone. Tremendous disappointment. But listen, that's nothing compared to the disappointment of missing heaven because you failed to put your heart and life in the hands of Jesus Christ. Secondly, Jesus is the way through. None of us have any assurance this morning that we will even walk out the doors of this church. I have been fortunate, I think, in my 
30 some years of preaching, but there has never been a person died while I was preaching. It's going to happen someday. Somebody in the congregation will be carried out. And you may have been in services when that's happened. That's the uncertainty of life. You don't know that you will walk out. I don't know that I will walk out of here. Life is uncertain. We would all like to have good health. But your next, next trip to the doctor, may, uh, you may find that you are in ill health and only have a short time to live. You don't know what the future is. You have a job today, but when you go to work tomorrow, it might not be there. And that is going to be a terrible thing to get through, the uncertainties of life. But I can tell you one thing, there is one assurance that I have, and most of you have, and that is regardless of what happens in this earth, what happens to our lives here, we know we have a certainty, a surety, uh, because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And we can put our hand in the hand of the man of Galilee, as the, the hymn says, and know that we have assurance. So Jesus is the way through this life, and there will never be any uncertainties about it. If you can stand in the midst of all the turmoil and the strife and the uncertainties, the loss of jobs, the lack of money, the poor health, and can stand there and look God in the eye and know I have at least one thing sure, and that's my salvation, you've got it, man. But if you cannot say this morning, I am sure in Jesus Christ, you can have it through him. The Lord is the way through. The Lord is the way through difficulties. None of us are going to escape difficulties. The Lord did not promise us an easy life, Julie, because you're a Christian. Now, does not mean that you're going to have an easy life. You're going to face the same difficulties and the problems. As a matter of fact, it may look like they're going to heap up on you. Because the devil is going to try all he can to destroy and tear down all that has just begun to be built. But the Lord said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So Jesus is the way through difficulties because he's there. And as the little poem says about the footprints in the sand, it is during the times of difficulty when there's only one set of footprints. Why? Because Jesus has picked us up and carried us in those times of difficulty. Jesus is the way in or into. Let's talk about the way into abundant life. We mistake affluence and abundance. The dictionary says that affluence or the affluent life is having a sufficient supply of material possessions. If you have a sufficient supply of things that are material, you're affluent. But abundant? The dictionary says that abundant means great plenty, especially in spiritual matters. Look up Webster and you'll find that. Abundance means great plenty, especially in spiritual matters. The problem of some people is they are affluent, but they are not abundant. That is, they have plenty of this world's goods, but they have nothing when it comes to spiritual matters. They're paupers. And isn't it strange that some people who are so affluent end up being absolutely devastated in poverty when it comes to eternal life. They have nothing. 
Jesus is the way into joy. We mix up again the words, the words joy and happiness. Are you happy? Happiness means different things to different people, but it basically, happiness is a result of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. We were able to secure a job, and so we're happy. We were able to buy a new automobile, and so we're happy. We were able to buy the home that we have always longed for, and we're happy. Our family's coming in, and we're happy. But when difficulties come, and we don't get the job, we don't get the automobile, we can't buy the, the home, and our family calls and says we can't come in, we're all unhappy, but in the midst of that, we can have what is called joy. Do you think that Peter, well, I should say Paul, that Paul and Silas, when they were in prison, were happy? Do you think they sat there in happiness with their feet in the stalks and their backs bleeding from the beating they had had? No, they weren't happy. But let me tell you, they were joyful. They had joy because it was something deeper than what was on the surface. Joy comes from the satisfaction of the heart and soul. Happiness simply comes from superficial things, from the external. We can be happy with circumstances, but we can have joy with Jesus Christ. And there is a hymn that says, I have joy, real joy, since Jesus came into my heart. Joy comes from the depths of the soul. Well, lastly, let's talk about Jesus as the way up. Someone has a phrase that they have coined that says, be the best that you can be. And that's a good one to have. If you want the best potatoes that there are in the world, you probably would think in terms of going to Idaho. If you wanted to get the best onions that are growing in the world, you would think of going to Michigan. The best apples to Washington. The best peaches, probably Georgia. If you wanted to become the best sailor in the world, you probably would want to apply for admittance to Annapolis. If you want to be the best soldier in the world, you probably would think in terms of graduating from West Point. If you want to be the best man or the best woman in this world, you're going to have to think in terms of Jesus Christ. Because only in Him can one be perfect. Not in this life, but in the life to come. Only in Him can one be good. Only in Him can one be acceptable to God. And what do you want and what do I want except at some point in time for God to accept us into his kingdom? And brother, you, let me put it in colloquial terms. You ain't going to get there without Jesus Christ. He is the way up. The way up to God. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life and no man comes to the Father except by me. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given under heaven among men whereby you must be saved. Do you want to be saved? Do you want to go up? You will go up with Jesus Christ or you won't go up at all. You want to go into 
abundant life and into joy, you will do it through Jesus Christ. You want to get through, you will get through everything by the power of Jesus Christ. You want out from under the control of those things that are holding you down, those sins you're committing, you can get out from under that through Jesus Christ. For He is the way out, He is the way through, He is the way into, and He is the way up. And He only. I don't know the condition and nature of your soul this morning. But the invitation is going to be extended. We have some people who are coming forward this morning. And as they come forward, we invite others of you to do as well. To declare your faith in Jesus Christ and say, I want Him in my life. Just say yes to the Lord. It's very simple to become a Christian. It's not so simple to live the Christian life, but it's simple to become a Christian. All a person has to do is yield and say, yes, Lord, I want to be saved. Because you see, the Lord did it all on the cross of Calvary. You want to be saved? Just say, yes, Lord, save my soul. And he'll do it. You want to rededicate your life to the Lord? You've not been living like you ought to? The way to do that is say the same thing in your heart. Lord, forgive my sins and help me to live for you. Then you ought to get out of your seat and come forward to announce to this congregation, to announce to yourself, but most particularly to announce to God, I want to be saved. I want to live for Him. Do you want to go up? You'll do it only through Jesus Christ. You want out? You'll do it only through Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at James sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.